Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hops and Props. I'm John Cusick, and alongside me, as always, is Sam Ivanecki. How are you doing today, Sam? I am super excited to be back. Really ready to drink some beer and talk some track. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a long three weeks for us, and we're so excited to be recording again. Uh, But this week, we have a special episode for you as we're going to be following along live with the TSR Fantasy Draft for the indoor season. We'll be covering both the men's and women's side of things with the beer review between the two drafts. But with that being said, I kind of want to fast forward this year a little bit. Sam, tell us what beer we're going to be drinking tonight. All right. So tonight we're going back the IPA route. We'll be drinking a Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA. Deschutes is a brewery out of Bend, Oregon. And so the description of this beer is it's a juicy citrus and grapefruit profile as if fresh citra and mosaic hops were squeezed into a bottle. This IPA has got a 60 IBU, so not super bitter, but going to be a little bit more than some of the other ones we've had. And it's got a 6.4% ABV. So fly through that real quick. John, you ready to take a sip of this beer? Yes, I am. All right, let's try it out. Oh, okay. I feel like it should be higher on that IBU scale, but maybe I'm just not. No, I, I agree with that. Very grapefruity off the bat. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm particularly not partial, but grapefruit kind of stands out to me, I guess. I don't really know if I'm a fan of it or not, but I definitely notice it right away. Okay. Yeah, a little bitter off the bat for me. I think that's, I think I've said this every time, kind of just exactly how I feel about most IPAs on the first sip, but. I didn't really get the grapefruit you're talking about quite yet. I got the citrus, though. All right, so we'll check back in the beer, probably between the two different drafts. Looks like they've already gotten started with the women's draft. Logan taking Danny Jones right off the bat. Seems like a really solid pick. Easily the best pick. Uh, I'm glad he went there. I think it's better than any... I think it's the easiest, unanimous, number one pick you can have on the women's side. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Danny Jones can cover 15, oh, mile indoors, possibly a leg of the DMR. She could be a threat in the 3K. She won the outdoor 5K. I mean, she can do anything and everything. Um, Quick run through here, quick of everybody that's been drafted so far. Danny Jones taken first. Katie Izzo second. Winey Kaladi third. Alicia Monson fourth. Fiona O'Keefe fifth. Nia Atkins, six. John, of those six, we talked Danny Jones. Which other name stands out to you so far? Um, Nia Aikens a little bit from Mora. Um, I didn't think she'd go that high. Uh, I think we'll talk about this a little bit more as the year goes on, but the 800 is so volatile that it, she could easily miss that final. And I'm not saying she's going to, but the odds of that, feel greater than maybe a a mile or a 3k or a 5k obviously you just kind of need to get in to the 5k and the 3k but the 800s just seem so volatile and easy to any misstep in your ninth or tenth and you're out of that final so yeah i never like an 800 meter runner really in the first round just because i mean atkins is probably only an 800 runner She's done all right in the mile, but I don't think she'll run at NCAAs. And, I mean, indoors especially, you really don't know what's going to happen. You can never bank on someone making the final, even when they're as good as she is. A little concerning. Yeah, absolutely. The main, the other name I want I like Garrett's pick of Alicia Monson. Um, 
Oh, I like that pick too, Connor. Oh man, Connor just drafted Taylor Werner. Um, oh, just kidding. She's red shirting. So sorry, this is all live, as I said, and the amount of typing in the Google Doc is actually crazy. So, but I want Taylor to- Werner would have been solid, but yeah, she would have been a great pick. But she's red shirting. But back to Alicia Monson. I think she, um, out of Katie Izzo, Winnie Kaladi, and Fiona O'Keefe. I think she's got the best chance behind Danny Jones to, you know, pull off a double in the 3K and the 5K. Um, I feel like Claudia is more of a 5K pick. Same with Katie Izzo. And then uh, O'Keefe is, I feel like O'Keefe's a 1500 meter girl. Am I wrong there, Sam? Um, O'Keefe is typically 5K and okay. sometimes 3K indoors. Okay. Then I am thinking of the wrong person. But regardless, I, I still think Monson is the best pick there. Um, in terms of being able to double the best. So Monson, I like for the reason that she was kind of boomer bust last year. She ran really well, ended up winning, I believe it was the 5K at NCAAs indoors. Yep, sorry. I had to remember that one off the top of my head. And then she got 10th in the 3K. But I think in the first round, if you get somebody who's capable of winning an event or being right near the front, that's going to get you pretty much guaranteed points. And yeah. in indoor track, that goes a long way. Um, also, she did run 845 last year, which is incredibly fast. So definitely going to be a threat. I think she'll do better at the double this year than she did last year, just having a little bit more experience. She knows kind of what happened with the attempt last year. So I would expect Monson to do better than 10th in whatever event is her, quote, worse event at NCAAs. But, you know, definitely a top five candidate in both the 3K and the 5K. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Okay. Charlotte Proust going to Connor with the seventh overall pick. We've got Ellie Hennis being picked eighth by Brett. And Michael rounding out the first round with Danae Rivers in ninth. You know, Danae Rivers, I'm a little surprised she slipped that far. Great pick for the first round. Dang, and he went back. Sorry, continue. (laughs) Uh, She's got capability in both the eight and the mile. Could be an NCAA champ in either. She did run the fastest mile time last year, despite only running the 800 NCAAs. So definitely be a threat. Yeah, huge pick there. I love that pick from Michael. And then he backed it up my my audible response was he backed it up with Whitney Orton, who I think is a great pick in the first pick around two. I'm actually surprised if, uh, I think she's going to have a great indoor season. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Whitney Orton. I mean, she just ran a 15, 22, five K open up her season, never raced a three K or a five K indoors prior to that race. So that was a huge opener. Um, besides Orton in the second round so far, we've got Ella Donahue being picked by Brett. Connor took Lauren Gregory and Mara taking McKenna Morley. You know, I really like the McKenna Morley pick. I think McKenna Morley is someone that we probably overlooked a little bit because she redshirted for cross country or was out of eligibility for cross country. But Colorado has a way of kind of getting people where they need to be, whether it's on the track or in cross country. I believe she qualified for both the 3K and the 5K last year indoors. I need to double check that, but she's going to be someone who's really solid. And yeah, she was 6th in the 3K and 7th in the 5K last year indoors. 
Yeah, the mechanic Moli pick is great for Mora. Um, on the heels of Mia Akins, it kind of gives her rounds out. She can make both kind of gives her what everybody else got in that first round. And I think you are right. We have forgotten about McKenna Morley, but she's while she's not on the same level as Danny Jones, she's still a fantastic runner for the Buffaloes. All right, so Ben taking Sage Herda in the second round. That might be one of the most overlooked runners. Talking about overlooked Colorado runners, ironically. Sage Herda ran two flat point nine nine last year outdoors in the 800 meter while competing unattached, which would have been the fastest time in the NCAA had she competed attached. She's arguably a candidate to win the 800 indoors this year. She could be a leg on the DMR with Colorado having Morley and Danny Jones. I mean, Herda's got range. Yeah, she does. Um that run, that two flat run she ran had that she had last year was huge. Um, another, again, and you've already mentioned it, but another CU runner that's kind of overlooked, partly because she didn't race for them last year. Um, she's gonna be, she's gonna make a huge her first race out. I think she's gonna make a name for herself, and she'll be maybe the front runner to win the eight hundred. You know, I don't know how fast she'll run indoor. I don't know if she'll get down to two flat, but. I've got a feeling, you know, 201, 202, relatively easy for her to. Yeah, you got to imagine she runs something pretty quick indoors. Um, you know, the rest of the picks to round out that second round after Sage Herder, we've got Susan Iori by Garrett. Sean took Karina Vilhone. Mark took Jessica Lawson. And Logan took Erica Burke Jarvis. I'm going to come right out and say that I think Garrett had the worst pick of the first two <laughs> rounds of Susan Iori going that early. Really? You're not a big fan, huh? I don't think Susan Iori does terribly great when it's in a championship scenario. We saw her more or less completely blow up at NCAA cross country this year. Last year indoors, I don't believe she had a great finish. She was only... 13th in the mile granted she was part of a winning dmr squad but that was also because oregon had jessica hull who was gone the one time that susan Yari's run particularly well at an ncaa final was the 800 outdoors last year where she finished fourth yeah she ran i mean 202 pr in the 800 244 for a k uh 434 for the mile i, I i'm a big fan of susan Ahort. Uh, a hori, so I don't know if I can kind of uh, echo your sentiment there, Sam. I, I thought that was a good pick by Garrett, especially because she's got a chance to maybe run in both the mile and the 800. I don't think she will pick both, but she's got that ability to pick one or the other and has the opportunity to be on a DMR team. She's got opportunity. We'll see how it plays out once she gets there. Uh, starting off the third round, man, they're going rapid fire through this. Anna Rohr getting taken as the third overall pick. That makes Logan's team, Danny Jones, Erica Burke Jarvis, and Anna Rohr thus far. Anna Rohr, good pick, bad pick, John. What do you think? If we were doing an outdoor fantasy draft, it'd be a great pick. I don't know if I like it so much for the indoor. I think she's pretty, she might be one dimensional. She's really going to shoot for the 5K there. Um, I just don't think she's got the leg speed to be in the 3K. But I guess he makes up that with the first two picks that he has in that uh, in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think Anna Rose is a really good runner. If this was outdoor, like you said, 10K, definitely. But I don't think she has the leg speed. 
to close the 5k in a championship setting either. Let's see. So Mark taking Carmelia Cardama Baez with the second pick of the third round, followed by Carly Thomas going to Sean and Garrett taking Katie Rainsberger. Carly Thomas, Sean has been high on her all year. He brings her up a lot when we're talking in the women's D1 crew. I think she's going to be really strong. Definitely an underrated pick that not a lot of people are probably watching, but she could be very solid for Sean's team. We got back to back Washington picks there. Garrett pick. Uh, no, back to back to back. Actually, Sean went with Carly Thomas. Garrett went with Katie Rainsberger, and Ben went with Melanie Smart. That is Melanie Smart too. She's very talented. I mean. She's got decent PRs already coming into the season. I believe she's run 9-12 for 3K. And we're talking that she had a phenomenal cross-country season. Probably should better that mark. I mean, she could get near that nine-minute barrier, which puts her in elite company in the NCAA. Uh, Mara taking Hannah. Yes, she does. She's just a... Yep, Melanie Smart is a true. She's freshman. just a freshman, and right? Carly Melanie Thomas Smart. as well for Washington is a freshman. She's run two hundred one point oh one in the eight hundred. I mean, on paper, that puts her as one of the best in the NCAA already. So, seems like a solid pick to me. Connor following up Mara's pick of Hannah Steelman with Adva Cohen going seventh in the third round. Off the bat, I don't like the Adva Cohen pick. I think on the track, she's. Decent in the 5K and decent in the 3K, but if she's going to score in anything, it's probably going to be the steeple. Maybe she squeaks a few points, like a 7th, 8th, or ninth place finish out of the 3K or the 5K, but I, so far at least, I don't think she's quite shown that potential to be a front runner in that race. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so right in front of her was Mara's pick of Hannah Steelman, who scores higher in indoor, Hannah Steelman or Adva Cohen? Honestly, I'm going to go with Hannah Steelman. I think Adva Cohen is probably faster, but I, you know, the way like a championship race plays out, I like Hannah Steelman's experience in championship settings. I don't know. I've picked Adva Cohen a few times in previous drafts when I've participated, and it never seems to pan out that well for me. I thought I had a gold mine last year when everybody forgot about her for outdoors and I picked her, but didn't really do a whole lot for me. So, Okay. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I think Hannah Steelman's probably the better pick there. I don't, I think, I'd like to say Steelman's the safer pick and I think Cohen has the better potential just in terms of she is faster, right? And I think we both agree upon that, but um, I think Steelman is a lock to be an All-American. I think she's pretty good, and she's very underrated, actually, as well. Um, I don't know. I like Mora's team a little bit. The more that I look at it, um, she's kind of rounded out the way I kind of would like to round out my own roster if I was drafting right now. Mara is definitely drafting with the kind of expertise of a women's T1 writer. She same with Sean too. I think both of them have had very smart picks so far. Sean's team is Winey Colati, Karina Vilhone, and Carly Thomas. Mara's got Nia Atkins, McKenna Morley, and Hannah Steelman. Both of those are really solid rosters. You've got some proven talent. You've got some people with some 
high potential. I like the way that both of them are drafting. Very proud of the women's D1 crew right now. Ooh, Brett going with Bethany Haas. I kind of think that's a bold pick. She just ran a PR in the 5K. I want to say it was around 1525-ish at BU. Um, you know, as a person who lives in Minnesota, the Haas twins have seen them running in high school through college. I I just don't like the Haas twins, either of them, in a championship setting. I think they run pretty well in like your time trial type races like BU. They can run fast for sure, but I don't see them doing anything spectacular in a championship setting. That's fair. Uh, she So she just ran 15.25 at BU. Uh, that very first meet, 4.41 mile, 9.11, 3K. Uh, if you're banking on her, I, I guess, potential and her trend of improving again, I think you've got a good pick there, but you're... Um, whether or not that's going to be points for you is a good question. She was 10th at last year's uh, outdoor meet uh, with the 16-18. She ran 15-47 in the prelim. Um, hit or miss, I think. I think you're looking for the potential there that she's improved quite a bit and is going to be near that nine-minute barrier when she gets into 3K. From what I heard from the U of M coach, both Bethany and Megan Haas ran PRs in the 3K during a time trial leading up to BU. So good sign for that. Uh, Rounding out round three, Michael taking Sarah Feeney of Utah and then coming right back around in round four and taking Sarah Edwards. So we've got back-to-back Sarah picks. Uh, Sarah Feeney, you know, she's a good miler. And I think the mile, I want, I mean, you got to like Danny Jones or Danae Rivers up front, but then after that, I don't know if there's really anyone who's like set in stones. I like Serafini from that aspect of she could be in the mix in the mile and puts, if you, you know, you put your name in the hat, could end up with anywhere from runner up finish to top five. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And that might even be with Danae Rivers opting for just the 800 again this year. Um, it could just be a race where you're racing for second and coming away with eight points would be huge. Yeah, I mean, at this point, too, like we're getting into round four. So it's a six round draft. You start kind of shooting for people who are boomer bust because you've got a few people who should score points on your team at this point. I think from that aspect, people like Sarah Edwards, Serafini, both, you know, they got some swing for sure. Uh, Michael. Taking back-to-back Sarah. Sarah Edwards has run 210 in the 800, which isn't anything crazy, but she's run 436 in the mile, which 436 in the mile, I think, puts you in contention. It's not going to blow anybody away by any means, but it's a very solid time. So we're going to have to ask because there's two Sarah Edwards. One goes to BYU unless she's transferred to Virginia Tech. I believe he's drafting the one from Tech. Okay, because the you'll know more about this, but the Sarah Edwards from BYU is run two hundred seven, and the Virginia Tech from Sarah Edwards from Virginia Tech is run two ten. So, oh man, I'm very Tifers messes with me sometimes. Yeah, the worst is when it splits up cross country times and track times in like two separate profiles, but it doesn't do it for everyone, only for certain people. Um, rounding up this round in round four, we've. Besides Sarah Edwards going to Michael, 
Brett took Joyce Camelli of Auburn. Connor followed up with Jessica Pasco of Florida. Mara took Martha Bissa of Norfolk State. Ben took Avita Wilson Petit, which is a mouthful to say from UNLV. And Garrett taking Christy Schofield of Boise State. I almost forgot where Schofield went, and that would have been the worst way to end that. I like the Avita Wilson Petit pick from Ben. Um, he's got two essentially top runners in the 800. I know we talked about how it's kind of iffy, but I think it's different when you're drafting them in um, the fourth round. I guess he picked Hertz in the second round, but that says a lot about the confidence we have in Hertz as a site, I think. And then Avital, that's just a good pick in the fourth round, in my opinion. Yeah, I think seeing Martha Bissa, Avital, Wilson, Petit, and Chrissy Schofield all back-to-back Mara, Ben, and Garrett all know that people in the 800, I mean, first off, not a lot of them got drafted outside of that Sage Herded, Nate Rivers, and Susan Iori. I guess Nia Atkins, too. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be points available, and at that point, you start rolling the dice a little bit. It's round four. I think Bissa, Wilson, Bertit, and Schofield are all capable of top four finishes in that event. So, solid picks across the board there. Uh, rounding out the rest of round four after Garrett's pick at Chrissy Schofield, Sean took Rachel MacArthur of Colorado, Mark taking Callie Logue of Iowa State, Logan taking Annie Fuller of Michigan State. Of those last three picks, the only one I really like is Annie Fuller. Sorry to Sean and Mark. Rachel MacArthur hasn't necessarily run great at indoor championships. Callie Logue, I think, is more of a 10K runner than a 5K runner in my opinion. Well, my opinion slash time she's run. I don't know. Annie Fuller's got potential in the mile, and I think the mile's more of an open event than the 5K is going to be. Yeah, I agree with that. I think at first I really liked the Callie Logue pick from Mark, but then you reminded me that she's more of a 10K runner, and so I. that's tough. 435 for Annie Fuller, 208 as well. Observation not related to the actual runners, but watching every like there's nine people in this draft right now, which is the most I believe we've ever had in a draft. It is chaotic, both trying to commentate how fast they're drafting and watching people just like try to make draft picks. If you ever want to watch something funny, watch nine people try to type in a Google Doc at the same time. Uh, starting off round five, Logan takes Amy Davis of Wisconsin. Mark takes Rebecca Top. Ham, but he spelled their name wrong, of Wichita State. <laughs> I like the Amy Davis pick. I think Amy Davis shed some strong potential last year running with Alicia Monson. Should be a qualifier in the 5K this year. I think she's got an outside chance at maybe getting just a few points in like a 7th or 8th kind of position, but at this point, you just, that's really all you're looking for with a round 5 pick. Yeah, really boomer bust in the 5th and 6th round. I can't imagine. I've never been in a... I think the most I've ever been in a draft with is like six. Oh, Devin Clark's a good pick by Sean, though. You know, I don't know how Devin Clark slipped that far. She was phenomenal during cross-country season. Yeah, yeah she was. How did she slip that I also far? Really like Ar- okay, so this is probably maybe a bias, but I feel like Arkansas distance runners tend to be good in cross-country and in track. I mean, Katrina Robinson actually... No one's picked Katrina Robinson yet. That's a name that we might see. We should see. I hope someone picks her. I was really high on her last year during cross-country season, and she ran really well. So 
Devin Clark, 210, 445 for the mile, 920, and 1538. I definitely think that 3,000 time comes down this year. And if she runs a mile, running 210, I think that's got to come down as well, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's coming off her best cross-country season to date. Definitely going to bring both of those PRs down. Um, Garrett following up the Devin Clark pick with Julia Hymack and Ben taking Anna Camp Bennett. I like the Anna Camp Bennett pick. I think she's another contender in the 800. And I think, you know, she could be, once you get to the 800 final, it's really any, it's, well, not anybody's game, but you've got a chance at points. So, ooh, Mara with the Lottie Black pick of Rhode yeah, Island. That's I a think solid. A lot pick. of people like that. Yeah, I think a lot of people in our group chat really like that. Um, Brett is trying to retake Karina Vilhone, even though she already got drafted. Connor, right after. Mara's pick of Lottie Black took Hannah Natal of New Mexico. Another solid pick. She had her best cross-country finish yet in her career. I think she'll be good. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if I see Natal making the finals of anything, though. Uh, Brett revamped his pick. No longer trying to take Karina Vilhone twice, but taking Megan Haas of Minnesota. I don't think that's a good pick. I'll straight up say I I think Bethany will make NCAAs. I don't think Megan will make NCAAs. Hard to disagree with you there. I don't know how much I like the Michaels. How much I like Michaels' pick of Tabor Scholl either. Also, I think we've drafted the entire cross roster for Colorado, at least the top five, right? Uh, no, because Danny Jones and McKenna Morley. I think we drafted their championship team from last year, though. Ah, uh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jones and Morley were both that eligibility yeah, this year. You were right. But yeah, this is their entire 2019. No, 2018. Cross is your behind. 2018 championship roster. Dan Jones, Sage Herda, McKenna Morley, Dave Scholl. I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Your, your guess will be better than my guess. I'll tell you right now, Sam. Okay. We're missing somebody because Rachel MacArthur wasn't on the team yet. Uh. Michael following up, last pick of the sixth round, taking Maudie Skyring of Florida State. Right now, the only question on my mind is if they're going to completely forget Katrina Robinson exists. I kind of want to text Garrett and let him know that he's missing out on her. No, 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 no. He's bragging in the group chat. We can't let him brag more. I wasn't even reading it. (laughs) Oh. The only message that showed up on my phone was Garrett Zatlin saying, I'm perfection. Not only did he write, I'm perfection, but he wrote, I'm without the conjunction. So take that as you will. Um, yeah, so we're, you know, we're missing Katrina Robinson and we're missing Aubrey Roberts. So either I'm missing out on something and didn't know about this. Or we are, no one has taken Aubrey Roberts of Northwestern. No one has taken Katrina Robinson of Arkansas. Um, so read that last bullet point. I think Sean just added uh, Northwestern Athletics mm. no longer lists track as a sport. Maybe it's a website error. I don't know. Maybe not. That would be upsetting. Aubrey Roberts is a talent for sure. Who are we waiting on? Actually, she's. Uh, looks like we're waiting on Brett. Interesting. We are, what do we got? We got eight picks left before we finish up the draft. And then I think we're, we're going to give a team 
are we going to go by each pick or each round, which pick we like the most and then which team we think will be the best or. So I say we go by, we'll each give our pick who the best pick of each round was. And then at the end, we'll say which team we think is going to win it all. It would be Perfect. too hard to try to read all of that up at once. So far, we're still waiting. Oh, Brett's making his pick right now. It starts with a K. We're still waiting, though. Um, I do like the Maddie Skyring pick, too. I think she showed a lot of improvement during cross-country from Florida State. So going into track season, especially with the sixth-round pick, you're talking kind of boomer bust. She could be good. Probably won't be great. I don't expect her to win anything. But if she can even just score a couple points in any one event, that'd be a very solid pick for Michael at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we can harp on it all we want, but really you're kind of looking for any kind of points from anybody on the back end here. So I I did text Garrett about Katrina Robinson, to which he responded, LOL, great minds think alike. Well, sort of that's what he said, because his next copy and paste was going to be Katrina MF Robinson in all caps. So we'll see if that pulls through or if somebody else outsmarts him before it gets to Garrett's pick. Brett is really... My guess is Mara. I, yeah, I think... I mean, Mara knows. We've talked about this before. Brett taking Emily Venters, finally making a pick. Reminder, Emily Venters transferred from Boise State to Colorado, but redshirted the cross-country season. Oh, and the picks are coming in now. Connor taking Allie Shadler to follow up the Emily Venters pick. Mara taking Savannah... I assume she means Savannah Carnahan of Furman, but she only typed Savannah. No, it's underneath. It's underneath. Oh, I started a new doc, so Savannah uh, Carnahan is correct. Google Docs technologies. Certain uh, us here at the strategy report. Ben's pick is up next. I don't like the Ali Shadler pick. Just gonna straight up say that too. I don't think she's <laughs> she's another runner who I think is a very good runner overall she's good in cross country but when you put her on the track she's not good enough to make a huge impact lauren ellsworth barnes lauren ellsworth barnes is a solid pick another byu 800 runner interesting that ben would take both anna camp bennett and lauren ellsworth barnes as they're both byu 800 meter runners and here comes garrett with the katrina robinson in all caps i bet you sean's probably kind of angry right now you know, I wouldn't be too surprised. Oh, Katrina Robinson got downgraded to normal syntax. So not as excited as he initially was. Katrina Robinson might be the steal of the sixth round. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Oh, I think Sean, I think Garrett took Sean's pick, at least the way Sean's taking forever to figure out his pick. I think we have, he's been stumped a tiny bit. I, yeah, I really like the Katrina Robinson pick. I think a lot of people forget she was dominant in cross country as a freshman outside of the uh, NCAA meet where she just missed all American honors. I believe she finished 41st, but you know, Katrina Robinson. So, you know, and then she read, she didn't run a ton during track last year. I believe she redshirted both indoor and outdoor. I'm on redshirt across country this year. So I think, if anything, my concern would be that she's been on a little bit of a hiatus, but I imagine she's been training. She's probably fit. So I would expect good things from her this year. 
She also has a potential to be part of an Arkansas DMR with Lauren Gregory, Karina Vilhone, Devin Clark, whoever else chooses to run it. So good upside for her. Sean's coming back with the next pick. Dorcas Wasiki of Louisville, another woman we did not see during the cross-country season. Wasiki's got a high upside in something like the 5K. She ran, I believe, sub-1530 at BU last year. So could be a good pick in the 5K, maybe a top-five finisher if you know she's in shape. It always concerns me a little bit when people draft someone we haven't seen for quite a while. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, she might not even run indoor this year. I mean, there's a chance. Maybe they're trying to hold her out, give her two more years of training, etc. Uh, I was going to say, on the note of people we haven't seen, do you remember Ruby Stauber from LSU? I do not. So she got, I believe, fifth or fourth, I remember off the top of my head, in the 800 as a freshman. She transferred to Oregon after her freshman year in the 800, or at LSU. Haven't seen her since. She doesn't exist on Oregon's roster. I can't find her on social media, anywhere on the internet. I have no idea what happened to her. But I mean, fifth as a freshman indoors is incredible. Yeah. Um. So I just Googled it. Oh, I'm sorry, I just search her name on Tifers, and there's three uh lsu oregon and then vanderbilt her name particularly is interesting to me because i saw her run like 206 at the minnesota high school state meet back yeah she was really it was amazing we had two girls go sub 210 at the same meet which is incredible for minnesota middle distance running um that's nuts i would be interested to see I would be surprised if she was at Vanderbilt now, though. So I guess she could be. Yeah, she. There's no results here yet. Yeah, there's no results, but I that that's the third school listed. That, oh man, I really hope she's back. She was super fun to watch. Uh, rounding out the women's draft now that everyone else has made their picks, with the second to last pick, Mark took Erica Vanderland of Michigan. Great freshman pick there. Got a lot upside. And Logan, with the last pick of the draft, takes Dominique Claremont of NC State. I don't know if I like that pick because she didn't run very well during cross country. But, you know, you kind of got to roll the dice once you get to round six. Yeah, but I really... I mean, that last pick for Mark is... I feel like it's a... Not a safe one, but a strong pick in terms of how she ran during the cross country season. Am I wrong there? No, I agree. It's I like the Vanderland pick for sure. So okay, so Melanie Smart or Erica Vanderland in terms of more points. Melanie Smart. Okay. Let's see. Do you want to wrap up the draft at the end or give them the men's picks live? Because these guys are already rolling over here on the men's side. Um, Sounds like we're going to go straight into the men's draft, ladies and gentlemen. We will. I think we're going to do both of these at the end of here. Uh, We were going to do a beer review in between this, but we are already in a draft. So I think we'll do the beer review at the end as as well as a uh, team and, or I guess a team, pick in terms of who we think will be the best throughout the season no spoilers on the beer we'll get 
two or three of them in and then give you guys a full review this time. So a little different from the past, but we'll make it work. Starting off the men's draft, Michael with the obvious. Well, actually, no, I don't think it's an obvious pick. Edwin Kerr got going first. I actually first thought is I don't like that pick because I don't think Kurgot's as good on the track as he is in cross country. I would say Kurgot's better at the 10K than he is the 5K and the 3K. Um, so right now, Michael went Edwin Kurgot, Mora went Joe Klecker, and Sean went Oliver Huar. Um, big fan of the Joe Klecker pick. And Brett with Devin Dixon with the fourth pick, and that is... He has to have a he has to have a lot of confidence in Devin Dixon right now. Yeah, I mean, you guys heard our thoughts on eight hundred meter runners early on. I agree with you, John. I like the Joe Clecker pick. You know, second in one event last year, third in the other. A lot of those guys in front of him are gone. I think Clecker's going to be a guy to watch this year indoors. Connor follows up with Walid Suleiman, Logan with your red and the goose. Um, I'm a huge Walid Suleiman fan. Uh, that Ole Miss DMR, I think, has the potential. Um, I think he'll be on that. If there is one, he's going to be probably a finalist in the mile. I know he didn't have a great outdoor season in terms of missing that final. Um, but he could, I mean, essentially, he's got. I think he'd run the eight, the mile, and the three K, and he can pick really any of those, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the Suleiman pick too. Um, probably shouldn't be overlooked. Oliver War, solid pick. The mile favorite coming into the year. Sean, just you know, bank on him running better this year than he did last year. Uh, continuing the draft, Ben's taking Cooper Tier. That's a solid pick. Cooper Tier coming off his best cross country finish ever for Oregon, finishing sixth overall in NCAAs this year. I really like the Cooper Tier pick. Cooper Tier could be a 3K, 5K double. More than likely it would be a 3K, 5K double. He's only run 359 in the mile. So, oh man, Mark with the boldest pick of, oh, we're going back. Nope, it's not. So for those of you not watching the Google Doc, Mark took Connor Mance of BYU, who we recently learned has a stress fracture according to Clayson Shumway on Strava. So I think Clayson Shumway on Strava is probably a reputable source given their teammates. Yeah, I I think so. It has to be, right? I mean he's not he's also not the rumor was that he was going to run in Houston and he's not a part of that elite field. And he would have to be a part of that elite field in my opinion um to get that OTQ. Um, I think he's fast enough to do it somewhere else, but I think that was the goal. That was the rumor. So if he's not there, I think we can take that as a serious, um, as a real, I guess, information. Yeah, there's no way that, I mean, if Mance wanted to run in the elite field, he'd be in the elite field. They let Jim Walmsley in, and Walmsley is an ultra guy. So, you know, and he ran 64 flat last year, so he's going to the Olympic trials. All right, so Marcus revamped his pick twice. He tried to take Vincent Kiprop, who is gone, and he followed up with John Dressel of Colorado. Garrett is... Garrett originally... We're going to put this out on the air so you all know. Garrett originally took Carlos Villarreal of Arizona, immediately deleted that, and put Kyle Mao of Indiana to end the round. Would you... And then followed it with James West, so... 
John, would you have taken Kyle Maher or Carlos Villarreal? I think there's a little bit of recency bias here because Carlos Villarreal didn't make the final in the 1500 last year, and he should have. I think he was one of our favorites going into that race. And Kyle Mao is kind of an aerobic monster. I think he's a good shot anywhere from the the mile all the way to the 5K. Um, I I personally like the Kyle Mao pick more than Carlos Villarreal, but I think in terms of talent level, they're kind of almost that's tough to say because I don't know either of them, obviously, but I think they're kind of around the same level in terms of how they might perform during the indoor season this year. Yeah, I think Carlos Villarreal is a lot more boomer bust kind of guy. He's got a lot of upswing. I see him winning a race before I see Kyle Mao winning a race, but I also could see Carlos Villarreal just not even making a race to begin with. Yeah, and I think that's why I like the Kyle Meow pick a little bit more. He seems a lot safer than Villarreal right now. Yeah, especially when you're talking first round. I mean, you shouldn't be reaching in the first round. That's, that's you know, not a great time to reach. Okay, so Garrett followed up with James West to start the second round. Mark coming back and taking Amon Kemboy. Amon Kemboy, that's a bold pick because we don't know if he will be redshirting now that he is transferring to Arkansas. That's a huge risk, but if it is, if it's if he runs, that's a really great pick for Mark, in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't know how to feel about him on Kemboy. He strikes me as the type of guy who can never win a championship race, but will always be kind of near the front. Uh, you're not wrong. But that's I feel like it's a good pick because of that reason. You know Kemboy is going to be near the front. And if he blows up, he kind of blows up. And I guess that's fine. But he also could sneak his way. He could win a title. Like I know that's crazy to say with Edwin Kurgot and you know Klecker in there. Um, even Cooper Tier. Um, but I think Amon Kemboy is better than John Dressel. I think Amon Kemboy can be better than Cooper Tier. Uh the track is a little bit better in terms of conditions. So I think, well, obviously better in conditions, but I think you have a little bit more stability there with him. Um, just going out with somebody and saying, okay, this is how fast we're going to run. There's no cert, there's no weather to deal with. There's no grass, et cetera, mud, um, kind of what we saw at NCAA. So I think it's a safe pick uh, for Mark. Yeah, I kind of like Kemboy in the way I like Mao of like, probably not going to win a race. Maybe they do, but. They should get some points. Um, so Mark drafting a Mount Cowboy second in the second round. Ben following up with Jordy Beamish, the reigning mild champ from NAU, and Logan taking Alex Ostberg of Stanford. I'm a little surprised to see Alex Ostberg go before Thomas Ratcliffe after how he's well we saw Ratcliffe run outdoors last year. Yeah. I I wonder how long Ratcliffe sits here. I wonder if Sean takes him. I wouldn't be shocked if he takes him a year or in round three. But, uh, oh, good pick by Connor. Sam Worley, I'm a big fan of. I think he's going to have a great year. Oh, and hey, look at that. Brett taking Thomas Ratcliffe right after Sam Worley. So he, he didn't sit long. I wonder if Alex Osberg. Oh. And Sean was going to take Thomas Ratcliffe as he has renounced his friendship with Brett in the. Wow, that is. That's a long pick. <laughs> um, Sean's taking Cooper Williams of Indiana, but he was going to take Thomas Ratcliffe until Brett took him. And Brett is responding about how Sean is hating on his picks. So outside of the ridiculous 
group chat. I think John, I really like the Thomas Ratcliffe pick. I think he's got a lot of upside. Makes me a little nervous going this early, but I mean, he was third in the five K outdoors last year, and the guys who beat him are gone. Yeah, I mean that's huge. Ratcliffe's a really good dude. I, he's gonna. I think he runs a three K and the five K, and I think he's got the wheels to be a contender in the 3k and the 5k this year like i'm talking i think he finishes top three in both in indoor i think that's a really good pick for brett interesting because i i would have said i think thomas ratcliffe's gonna run really well in one of them and blow up in the other and i think either scenario makes him a good pick so we got sean taking cooper williams mora took isaiah jewett and then michael festus Lagat. so three 800 runners back to back um out of those three who do you like the most sam um, I think I like Isaiah Jewett the most on his own event, but I do like the fact Festus Legat's likely going to be part of an Iowa State DMR that's going to be very solid. Uh, that Iowa State DMR, hot take, bold take, whatever you want to call it, I think they win. I'm already calling it here right now. It's July or January 7th. That's what you guys are here for, hops and props. It's not really a prop bet. It's just a, a bet. Uh... Let's see. So, kicking off the third round here. Michael, we're, now we're coming back to Carlos Villarreal. He got nixed by Garrett in the first round, didn't get picked in the second round, but now Carlos Villarreal is back with the first pick of the third round, followed by Mara taking Peter Sufer for Virginia Tech. I think Villarreal and Sufer, oh, and Tyler Day going third to Sean. All three of those picks, very solid picks, got a lot of upside. I don't see a bad pick in those three. I don't either, but uh, if I were to rank it, it would be Villarreal, Sufer, and Day. Uh, I think Day's more of the safe pick. I think Sufer, you're going to see maybe what he did in cross country. And then Villarreal has the boom. Like, he's the boom bus guy, but in round three, that's kind of perfect, right? Like, that's kind of... I mean, he could win the 1500 if it came down to it, if he had a great race. He could also finish last in the prelim, so... I don't know. I mean, Michael's got a good chance there. I think he's an All-American. Carlos is this year, so I think that's a good pick. Uh, ben Viage from Brett goes number four here. It's a little upsetting. Like, I know it's not realistic, but Michael has Edwin Cargat. He has Festus Legat. He could have just picked the Iowa State DMR team for his first four picks. You think Cargat's going to be on that team? Maybe. Well... I don't know. I don't think Kirkgott's dominant in any event indoors, so I think it'll kind of depend on what his chances look like once we get close to NCAAs. Interesting. Interesting. I would never have thought that he would be on that DMR team, but I guess I, I, I watched Caroline Kirkgott, uh, I think his sister, do it last year for Alaska Anchorage. So, Oh, man. I remember live tweeting that Caroline Kirkgott race, and just it was mind-blowing to me. I kind of knew who she was, but not really. And yeah, I know that pains me to say as someone who's now kind of covering D2 as well. I should have known that in no, advance. No, so sorry. To all you um, okay. So Brett took Ben Viach uh, or Veach. I apologize, Ben, if you listen to this. Connor took Casey Comer. Logan took Cameron Griffith. Uh, great pick. Ben took Andrew Jordan. And then Mark took Drew Bosley. And we're waiting on Garrett to round out uh, round number three here. I like Cam Griffith the best of those four picks. 
love the Cam Griffith pick. He had a solid year last year. He had a solid season running unattached for Arkansas this year in cross country. I'm not sold on Andrew Jordan or Drew Bosley. They're both really, it kind of gets back to that scenario. Like, we know they're really good runners and no one's saying they're not, but on track, you kind of need like a very specific skill set to be someone who can win a race. Are they going to run fast times? Probably, but I just don't think they're quite to that next level. Interesting picks here from Garrett. So Garrett rounded out with Charlie Hunter from Oregon. Uh, and then Luis Grijalva from NAU. Obviously, Grijalva is a great pick, probably for the 3K, 5K guy. Hunter, I think, is a miler slash 3K. Um, overall, Garrett's got a pretty solid roster. They can, I think he's got a potential of eight events for these guys in terms of anywhere from the mile slash 3K or 3K slash 5K right now. Yeah, I mean, Mao, West, and Hunter are all guys who could be in DMRs too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mick Stanovec for Mark, Jonathan Davis for Ben, and I think that's a great pick for Ben as Brett. Brett's. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Davis, he's a solid pick in the mile. I remember, I believe it was last year, we left him out of something as far as like previews go, and yeah, he really proved us wrong. So yeah, let's see uh, what he does this year. He if he's healthy, oh man, that's a great pick. He's a salt. He's got a chance. I'll be honest. He's got a chance to win the mile and the three k. He's he's got insane talent. As long as he's healthy, I think he has that chance to do that. And Logan back to picking Ben Veach again. So Ben Veach is the first guy on the men's side who has been picked twice. People love Ben Veach. Um, yeah, Ben Veach will be good though. I think he's kind of underrated. He's got some good upswing to him. We saw him run pretty well in cross country this year. Probably another guy who's maybe a 3K, maybe a 5K. I don't see him running both, but, you know, gets in one event, might sneak away some points. Yeah, big fan. He's a grinder. He strikes me as a grinder. I I I don't know his PR off the top of my head, but I don't know if he has the wheels, but... In the 5K, he'll stick in the top group until he can't no more. And I, and that says a lot more about some people. I think hey, he's going to try. Yeah, I mean, it might just be a war of attrition kind of thing if he can get in there. He's run 13.40 for 5K, 7.56 for 3K. I You got to imagine he gets like 7.52, 7.53 if he's healthy. He's yeah, I agree. Solid cross-country season, I mean... The only thing, I guess, that concerns me is he's more of a 10K runner when he gets the option, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, So I want to talk about Connor's squad here. He has essentially three milers on his team with Waleed Suleiman, Sam Worley, and Casey Comer. And Casey Comer's a good pick in the third round. Um, Another insanely talented guy, just needs to kind of put it all together. I think he was an All-American last year. So he's kind of doing what I did last year during outdoors. Connor's drafting all of the milers for the men. Last year, outdoors, I drafted all of the steeplers for the women. Spoiler alert, it didn't do that well. So maybe it'll work out better for Connor. But I I don't know if Casey Comer is as great of a pick as he seems either. I mean, he's run 357.8 in the mile. But he's also only run 342.5 in the 1500, which isn't, I believe that's not quite sub four. 
So what was it? Three forty-five. Uh, he's run three forty-two point five, which is like right on the border of okay, running okay. sub four. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Connor. Uh, so Logan. Oh. Sorry, I missed Logan's pick. Yeah, Logan taking Reed Brown to follow up the Jonathan Davis pick. Connor taking Robert Brandt, which I think is bold because he was hurt during cross country and we don't know where he's at now. Yeah, uh, he got hurt late in cross country too, from what I understand. And he also strikes me as another 10K guy. I'm sure he'll be great in the 5K if he gets back. I don't, do you know his personal best for 3K off the top of your head? Um, I'm pulling them up right now. But the one thing that stands out to me every time someone talks to Robert Brandt is I believe it was two years ago in the 10K at the West Regional. He just took off in front of everybody at during the prelim. And like he was running on his own for so much of the race. And you watched the pack swallow him up, but then he hung on to get a qualifying spot. And it was, it was remarkable, but man, it was crazy watching him get chased down by the entire pack. Also, he's running 750 for 3K and 1330 for okay. 5K. So he's, no, he's legit over 3K. So, I, I mean, Brandon's not a bad pick from 3K to 10K. I mean, we're talking about indoor right now, but if he's healthy, he's a good pick. I think you've got another 3K, 5K qualifier there probably. Yeah, if he's healthy, big if. Yeah, big if. Brett sticking with the fellow Illinois guy, Jack Ancy of Illinois State. Very solid miler, 1,500-meter guy. He's good cross-country season. Should be good on the track. Uh, Sean taking Jacob Chogi of Middle Tennessee State. Mar at the second-to-last pick of the round taking George Cush of Nebraska. Cush strikes me as a boomer bust kind of pick. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like Kush for that reason, because in the round four, I think that's perfect. Boomer bust I, f- strikes me as a mile 3K guy, and then got a chance to be an All-American potentially in both if he has great races. I, I think he's more of a a miler. I don't know if I'm right there, but I, that's what he strikes me as, watching him race a little bit. Uh, Sean's pick of Jacob Chogi. I'm a big Middle Tennessee State fan, but every time I pick or have talked about Jacob Chogi or um, oh, why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? Keegan uh, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have both let me down <laughs> at championship season. So I think that's another boomer bust guy. He's got to be on it to be to make an impact at the national meet. Jacob Chogi falls into the same bin of like a Mon Kemboy to me of like they're good time trialers but not necessarily great racers Kenboy has grinded out over cross country and we'll see what he does on the track it's i i'm not sold on either of them uh michael rounding out round four with casey nevelbart of florida state formerly of southern utah and then coming back right around round five taking in casey klinger is he back so Michael has to know some inside information that we don't. I thought we knew he was back. Oh, Michael with the you never know if he's back. So no one really knows if Casey Klinger is really back. Brett said he's just back. So presumably Casey Klinger is back from his mission, but very barely back. That's a pick. 
That's the biggest boomer. I mean, we say that, oh, Mario with Eric Hammer, that's a great pick. But back to Casey Klinger, that, that's the biggest boomer bust pick we've seen on either side of the draft, I think, right? Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, I think Casey Klinger is like the guy who's just polarizing because we knew how good he was and then he disappears with his mission and now he's back again. Theoretically back. Uh, theoretically back quick recap of what we've got so far in round five michael taking casey klinger first mari taking eric hamer fresh off of 5k record for colorado state at bu sean taking brody hasty of nau brett taking dylan jacobs of notre dame connor taking aiden tooker and logan taking michael rhodes okay i'm i'm surprised by the michael rhodes pick i like i love the eric hammer pick um 1340 soloed at bu in the slow heat not the slow heat but missed on the elite heat somehow uh brody hayes he's a good pick i'm curious to see how he'll run uh dylan jacobs also another good pick aiden tooker is coming off an injury from what i understand so that'll be interesting for connor um logan went with michael rhodes ben went with carlton orange uh mark went with cole hawker and i forgot cole hawker was in the ncaa I feel who does Cole Hawker Oregon. run for? Is yeah. it Oregon? Is it Oregon? Yeah, okay, okay. They only got two. So- Actually, they have another 800 guy too who could be good that was a freshman. So we'll see if anyone takes him. Um, Carlton Orange, I think, is a good pick because I don't think the 800. We haven't seen a lot of true 800 guys drafted this far. And I think that. I mean, I don't like 800 picks ever because of how volatile they are. But I mean, we're talking round five. Like Carlton Orange is a guy who should make the final, and that's at least points at that point. I mean, Devin Dixon, Isaiah Jewett, Vestas Lagat, Cooper Williams. So that's four. Um, I think that's it, man. I think. Yeah, I mean, so what? He's the fifth eight hundred guy off, and he could potentially be. He could win that thing, in my opinion, honestly. It's so volatile. We talk about that all the time. Not related off to this draft, but my favorite part is that the group chat is currently exploding with everyone telling Garrett his pick is up since he's been doing that to everyone else all draft. Um, this is the most popular yeah, group chat. For anyone who's outside of TSR, our group chat comes and goes. Like Sometimes no one will say anything for it seems like days. And then all of a sudden you open your phone and there's 10,000 unread messages and it's ridiculous. Um, Jack, uh, Garrett went with Jackson Messler and then okay. followed up with Talon Hull. I don't like either of Garrett's uh, what do you picks. Think? Actually, I don't really like Garrett's team outside of Kyle Miles. Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> Um, recap of Garrett's team quick is Kyle Mao, James West, Charlie Hunter, Luis Gravaha, Jackson Messler, and Talon Hall. Kyle Mao is the only one who I feel for sure will make an NCAA final indoors. I think James West probably will, but I don't feel Garrett. I feel like West, like West should. But I don't think Gravalha is guaranteed to make a final. He's really good in cross country, but that doesn't mean he's really good in like a 3K or a 5K on the track where it's completely different. I'm not sold on Charlie Hunter. I'm not sold on Jackson Messler, and I'm not sold on Talon Hall. So on paper, at least, I only have 
one, maybe two guys on the for sure category of Garrett's team making NCAAs, let alone running well at NCAAs. I wonder if he would call this team perfection as well. Uh, it's Garrett, so he definitely would. <laughs> but reminder for all of those at home listening, Garrett would also call the 76ers perfection. So take that with a grain of salt. Oh, I think that's going to hurt a tiny bit if he hears that. That's fine. I mean, Joel Embiid just dislocated his finger. So also the Bucks are on top of the Eastern Conference. So sorry, Garrett, but Bucks in six. And now we've hit a delay again where no one has drafted. This is going to go exactly like last round where Mark waits a minute, no one drafts, and then everyone drafts at once. So, John, anything big to take away from round five? I know we talked to Casey Klinger a little bit. I We, we talked to Charles and Orange, too. Just I'm a big fan of Eric Hammer. I mean, he... He broke the CSU school record by seven seconds. I think Cole Rockhold had it um, prior to that. So, and he's, I mean, he, he legitimately soloed that. I think there was somebody with him for about a mile, maybe even helped him through a mile or whatever. But I don't know. The elation on his face after he, he ran that time and saw what he did, I just, I put him in a race with a bunch of other people. And I think he goes 13. Not thirteen thirty, but in the thirteen thirties, he's a grinder. He, he's going to hang in there. You'll see him in the ten k outdoor. I think that's a really good pick for Mora. I just think it's going to better chance of being, you know, eight, six, five than it is to be two or one points in my opinion in the five k. Also, as a quick correction to that, I believe Gerald Mock had the record in the five k, not Paul Rockhold. Wow. I am so sorry, Gerald. I should have known that. That's right. Yeah, I remember a couple, not actually, I think it was last year. One of my former South Dakota State teammates was right on the bubble of making NCAAs in the 10K. And I believe Eric Hamer was one of like the guys just ahead of him to get in. So Eric Hamer, definitely a very legit guy. Honestly, I could see him being a podium guy, which I believe podium is top eight at NCAA Outdoors in the 10K this year. I mean, Colorado State, you've seen Gerald Mock now since he graduated, who's done incredible things in the marathon. I want to say Eric Hamer's on a similar path. I mean, they really develop guys well. I agree. Um, super random. Not super random. We're talking about Colorado State, but Rockhold's done, right? He was a senior last year. I want to say you're right. I should know this off the top of my head. I should too, because I was a big Rockhold fan, but I, I I just feel like he got hurt. I don't know if he came back for a season or not, so I don't know if he has one just hanging out waiting to be used. The problem with T-Furies is sometimes the years are listed wrong for people too. So I know we complained about T-Furies once before. This is my second complaint is that sometimes they don't list the years correct. But yeah, as far as I can tell, Cole Rockhold is done on the track. All right, so we finally got picks coming in again in round six here. Mark taking Seth Hirsch of Wisconsin. Hot take, terrible pick. Ben taking Tanner Anderson of Washington. Logan taking Rashawn Rooms. I don't know if I like the Tanner Anderson pick either, honestly. 
Um, Seth Hirsch is not a great pick. Uh, Tanner Anderson is an okay pick for Ben. I really like the Roshan Rooms pick. All right, so Connor followed up Roshan Rooms with Nicholas Wareham of Georgia. Not Georgia, oh my gosh. Georgetown. I'm sorry, Nick. I work with you at the run shop, and you're from Minnesota. I feel horrible for that. I think Nick Wareham's actually a solid pick. He's got a potential in the mile. He made the 1500 finals, or he made it to NCAAs in the 1500 because outdoors is weird, and I don't understand that. But anyway, um, Sean took Vincent Kiprop, and he is not nope eligible. Vincent Kiprop has now been drafted inaccurately twice. Uh, right before that, Brett took the athlete special, a.k.a. Spencer Brown. So we got two Georgetown guys back to back. Brett taking the Spencer Brown, but typing the athlete special is the most Brett thing to do, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I know that that's not relevant whatsoever to the actual result, but that is just epitome of Brett if you never met Brett. Um, so yeah, Vincent Kiprop is still on the board, but I think someone's going to point out that he already got drafted or he's not eligible anymore. And he already got drafted. I feel like if you have Garrett, if you're listening, a new rule to the fantasy draft, if you pick somebody, you don't get to make your pick until the end of the round. Sean is now asking if he's out, if Vincent Kiprop is out of eligibility. (laughs) Oh, and we've moved on to the next thing, which is. Oh, this is hilarious. Mara is drafting Casey Nevelbard after Sean inaccurately drafted Vincent Kiprop. Casey Nevelbard has already been taken as well, but he is eligible. So we have two ineligible picks back to back. No one has responded to Sean. This is really fun to watch, if anything. Somebody said I think so. And also, just so we're clear here, everybody, our Google Doc is just anonymous animals. Um, I have figured out Garrett is anonymous nan cat or nine cat. I don't really know how to pronounce that. It's been so long that I don't. All I know is a cat with rainbows coming out of it. So we don't know who anybody is in here for, except for the fact that it's listed above the top. So anybody that jumps in the square, wonder, it doesn't make any sense. Mara is anonymous jackalope. I figured okay. that one out too. Uh, <laughs> Sean is anonymous mink who just drafted Tanner Anderson. <laughs> Sean's having a day. He, all right. So Sean's official pick to end the draft is Keegan Shamadi, his second middle Tennessee pick. He tried to previously draft Vincent Kiprap, who was out of eligibility and had already been drafted, followed by Tanner Anderson, who had also already been drafted. Keegan Shamadi, final pick for Sean. A little bit of a process to get there, but. We're here. Um, now we're waiting on Mara because she drafted Casey Nielabard, who also already got picked. I don't know if I like the Keegan Shamadi pick. I he he falls into that same bin to me of like really good runner who just isn't going to be quite good enough on the track. Yeah, I agree with you there. Are him and Chogi are both steeple guys, right? At least Shamadi is for sure. I believe Shamadi is. But Jamadi, I mean, Jamadi ran well during cross country, so I could see him running the 5K and me. No, I don't think he's fast enough to make the 3K final. 
Interesting. That's interesting. After being a 3000 meter steeplechase specialist, I, I understand that's more of a strength race at, at some point, but oh, man, it's a tough pick for Sean. A lot of eggs in the basket for Middle Tennessee State, unfortunately. I mean, Shimadi's only run 7.58 over 3K, so he's not that fast in the 3K. He's run 8.38 for the steeple, though. So, And Michael rounding it out with Bashir Masavillow of Virginia Tech. He's 148 guy in the 800, so I imagine he's going to probably focus on the 800. In ways, I like that pick because at this point, like, the reason I don't like the 800 in the early rounds is the reason I love the 800 in the late rounds because it's so volatile. I mean, that guy could make the final, and if he makes the final, I mean, that's points. So Yeah, that's points, but also, I mean, it goes back to maybe you just wasted a pick, right? I feel like Bashir, Bashir or Rashoon Rooms. Hmm. Probably Rashawn Rooms, right? I yeah, right. Like Rashawn Rooms feels like the better pick there, but in terms of you know between one forty six and one forty eight, you're just trying to make the prelim and then racing well enough to make the final, and then I guess whatever happens happens. So that's a tough sell in terms of who can place higher. Um, I don't know if Bashir will have a DMR team to be a part of, but Rashawn will, like without a doubt. I, I think that team is set in terms of who's going to be on it, and I think he's a part of that. I think Rashawn Rooms also... I, I, this is just really ironic, but Rashawn Rooms and Nick Wareham got drafted back-to-back, and both of them are from Woodbury, Minnesota. So that's just funny to me. But I think Rashawn Rooms with Iowa State has more upside in the DMR because the Iowa State DMR has a good shot to win it all. I think Bashir Masavolo will still be in a DMR team. I think Virginia Tech usually has enough like middle distance guys to get a team at least to the NCAAs. When you consider that Bashir Masavolo is the last pick in the draft, is there anyone you think of immediately off the top of your head that you would have taken that hasn't been drafted yet? I mean, not off the top of my head, no, for sure. Um, I'm racking my brain. And I, I can't think of anything off the immediately. So I guess it's not a it's not a terrible pick. I'm not I don't mean to knock it that way, but it was he a finalist last year in the eight hundred at outdoor? Oh man. I that's a good question. Hold on. I literally just had his T first page up. He made prelims. He got knocked out. So he okay. made it to NCAAs, but got knocked out in prelims. He did finish ninth indoors last year. So he got knocked out in prelims of the 800 last year. I mean, on paper, he's... I don't think I can argue with the pick. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, we're we're kind of splitting hairs at this point. Like, if we did some research, I'm sure we could find somebody we would take with the last pick of the fantasy draft. But that's... We're not in it. And that's... We're here talking about it. And that's our point. So... Uh, Good pick for Michael. Um, let's let's talk about teams here, Sam. Uh, you want to start with the women's side? I think before we jump in the women's side, we haven't addressed our beer at all, and that's the other half of why we're actually here. Uh, it's mainly why we're here. Let's be honest. Okay, yeah, it's really the only reason I'm here. So, beer review. 
get a little break since we didn't get our plan to break between the drafts. John, how are you feeling about this beer? Um, it's good. It's drinkable. Um, would I purchase again? Probably around like 25%. It's not one of my favorite IPAs. Um, I get a lot more citrus in the grapefruit that you talked about with your first sip. Um, I love the fact, I'll always say this, I love the fact that it's a high alcohol content, six point, well, it's not even a high alcohol content. Now that I think about it, it's just 6.4. Um, it's good. Um, I'm two down. How many are you down? I'm also two down. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like it. If I were to go out to a bar, I'm not sure I would purchase it as I was sitting there hanging out. And that, I don't think that would be one of my first picks of a beer. Yeah, I think so. If I were to go to a restaurant and I wasn't really sure about any other beer on the menu, but I saw this one, there's a chance I would get it as like a safe bet. I think it's an okay beer. Um, yeah, I region. I can't tell if I'm tasting grapefruit at this point or if I'm just kind of getting that like bitter hop taste to it. It's not, it doesn't have any distinct profile that really jumps out to me. You get that bitterness right away. It's a pretty strong, bitter taste to it. And it's a little grapefruity because then it follows it up. That aftertaste is kind of the citrus, but it's not a really strong citrus. Like you don't get a fruit bite to the citrus you kind of just get left with that little bit of citrus but mainly it's just bitter hanging over from the first half of your sip it's not bad per se but i just there's i'm just looking for something more like i don't think there's any one thing that stands out about this beer yeah i agree i i I think it's like a run-of-the-mill ipa uh run-of-the-mill might not be the best term but it's an average ipa something like you said safe bet at a bar if i don't know anything else on the menu but also you know i've had it before so i know what it is and now i'd maybe be purchasing something else and so um right i think a lot like a lot of people would like this beer that's but i don't think a lot of people would love this beer that's fair it's a good drinkable beer but it's not necessarily like it doesn't leave you anything memorable in your brain. It's just kind of like, yeah, that was that was good enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it satisfies what I was looking for. I wanted to drink a beer. I drank a beer and I was happy with it. Whether or not I would do it forever or multiple times is in question. It's a good beer to test out while you're recording a podcast. I absolutely. Guess. Um, so getting back to that track side of things, since this is hops and props, we didn't necessarily have any prop bets to give you. So in place of doing prop bets, John and I are each going to take who we think should have been the best pick for each round. And then we'll come back to this at the end of the year after NCAAs and see how our picks did. So we're not going to each take overall, but just looking at each specific round, we'll each say who we thought was the best value pick for that round. Maybe give you a brief reason why, and then see how they do come NCAAs. John, let's start with the women, since that's kind of who the overall draft started with. Who was your best value pick in the first round? 
Uh, Danny Jones, I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. I think she's got the biggest range of anybody that got picked in that first round um, and also the strongest chance of winning multiple national titles. Yeah, I'm going to follow you up and also say Danny Jones. Danny Jones, to me, I mean, she's run very solid times, but she's a winner. She shows up and she does well when it counts. Kind of the same way fellow Colorado runners Emma Coburn and Jenny Simpson do. Like, yeah, they've run really fast at times, but they always seem to show up when it counts the most. And I like that about Danny Jones. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I mean, Logan made a great pick in round one with the first overall pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of predictable. It's what happens when you get the number one draft spot. Uh, second round, who you got? Um, I'm, I mean, I want to pick, but ah, man. It's either Erica Burke Jarvis or Whitney Orton. Um, I think I'll go with Whitney Orton. I think I don't think she's had. I mean, they finished back to back to back at NCAA Cross. Um, both are prime for a breakout year. I just kind of think Whitney Orton's got a stronger chance of being a, a a more rangy runner in terms of mile 3k 5k she'll have the chance to pick what she wants and i think she'll make the best of it um i say that and i want to add 800 to that as she's run 205 um i think she's really safe anywhere she goes at this point i like all of what you said i'm also gonna take whitney orton although i was between whitney orton and sage herda i think whitney orton you know she's shown now that she can run the 3k she's shown she can run the 5k she also could be part of the dmr so even if she doesn't do the distance double she could be a member on the dmr team last year we saw him get runner up to oregon so i like whitney orton in all aspects of women's distance running third round Ooh, okay um probably melanie smart i know she's just a freshman uh but the potential's there Maybe between her and Katie Rainsberger, but I think I see a little bit more potential in Melanie Smart for being a little, again, more rangy in terms of picking an event. Um, I could be completely wrong with that, but I think she strikes me as the best one out of that third round. That's fair. Yeah, Mel Smart's got some solid PRs. I believe she's run 912 over 3K. Granted, I be- that was also outdoors, but... She's coming off a phenomenal cross season. I would expect her to lower that PR. I will stick with the Washington runners, but I'm going to go Carly Thomas. I think, again, we're talking true freshman here. Carly Thomas has run 201.01 in the 800. Again, it was outdoors. But if you can run 201 in the 800, you're going to be a contender indoors. Now, we've talked about the indoor 800 is a very volatile event. You never know what's going to happen. I like the uh, or I like the chances Carly Thomas has cutting into things. She might win it all. I don't know, but I think she's going to be somebody who got overshadowed and can run very well. I can't disagree with any of that. I think it's a better pick than a lot of the third round picks that we've got there. So, jumping into the fourth round, John, who's your favorite name taken in this round? Uh, Avital Wilson Petit. Um, I think she had the fastest time in outdoors last year. Um, I know Martha B says there. 
I just like that pick. Uh, in that fourth round, I like that pick. I like the boomer bust of Aubrey Tall more than I like, you know, like uh, Callie Logue or Rachel MacArthur, even Doris Camelli, who I've kind of been high on a little bit. But uh, Aubrey Tall, I think she's a contender for the 800-meter title. I think that's a strong pick. For the same reasons you like Avital, I would go with Martha Bissa. Both women are going to be contenders in the 800. Avital, I believe, had the fastest 800 time going into NCAA outdoor finals before outdoor prelims before Jasmine Freire and Vaster. Um, Martha Bissa's been in the finals. She's done really well. She had a great cross country season. I would expect her to be coming into this season really ready to go again. I don't know if she'll win it all, but she should make the final and run decently well. So she should be some solid points for a fourth round pick. Uh, let's see. So two rounds to go. Who would you take out of the fifth round? I think I know who you're going to take. I'm going to take Devin Clark. Um, it was between Devin Clark and Lottie Black. Uh, Devin Clark is a strong runner for Arkansas. I don't think... I think she's very underrated. I can't believe she fell to the fifth round. Um, it's hard to argue against her ability to be in contention for any event she chooses um, at, at indoor. Yeah, I agree. Devin Clark's a very solid pick. I don't think I'm going to take who you thought I was going to take. Um, who did you think I was going to take? I thought you were going to take Lottie Black. That's who I thought you thought I was going to take. I am not going to take Lottie Black. I actually like the Anna Camp Bennett pick because I think the 800s up in the air a lot. We've seen a lot of BYU runners really kind of coming into form lately. Anna Camp Bennett had a very solid finish to both indoors and outdoors last year. She's going to be someone who might not necessarily be making waves like Danae Rivers in the 800 well, or maybe Sage Herda, but she should still be very solid in it. I think if I didn't take Camp Bennett, I would have taken Devin Clark. Oh, really? Devin Clark's going to be very solid. I just don't think she is. She's kind of one of those runners, again, like really good, probably going to maybe get like 7th, 8th, or ninth, but shouldn't win an event unless something really crazy happens where like Anna Camp Bennett, 800 is a wild event. She could maybe get second or third just because you never know what's going to happen. All right. Last round of the women's draft. Who would you be your final pick? Uh, probably Lauren Ellsworth Barnes. 202 for 800, 418 for 15. Not so great in the four in the mile with the 451. But if she focuses on the 800, like I assuming she will I, I don't see why she can't get back down to the 202 mark and even to the two flat mark and you just laid it out in terms of the 800 i mean we'll stick with the byu girls here but i uh wow ben picked both of them huh um one of them is going to be successful i i'm just picking lauren ellsworth instead of anna camp so that's a very fair argument i'm going to take katrina robinson you guys heard me talk about her million times already during this thing i was high on her during her freshman season at arkansas i think she's gonna run really well this indoor season she could be part of the dmr she could be a miler maybe a 3k or 5k haven't seen her for a while so i'm not 100 certain but 
I think Katrina Robinson was by far the steal of the sixth round. Kudos to Garrett for that pick. Um, yeah, she's going to be phenomenal. So, got our teams in order. If you had to pick one person's team that's going to win it all at the end of the year, who are you taking? Man, Michael had two really solid picks in the first two rounds. Not something I like in the last four. I really don't know. I, I first glance, I want to say Mora and then Sean and then Garrett, but I feel like Logan has kind of the upper hand because he has Danny Jones. I feel like he's going to come away with anywhere from you know twelve and a half points to twenty two and a half points. Yeah, just from her alone. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Logan. I know. Yeah, I'll stick with Logan because I said it. But I'll go with Logan. Interesting. So, as a reminder to all of you out there, Logan's team is Danny Jones, Erica Burke Jarvis. We also don't know if Burke Jarvis is necessarily running this year. She competed on Attached to BU. Uh, he's also got Anna Can or Anna Roar, Annie Fuller, Amy Davis, and Dominique Claremont. I liked your initial take between Mara, Garrett, and Sean, because those are the three people I was also debating between. It, uh, I can't say Garrett because that would just be the worst thing to ever come out of my mouth. Um, I'll take Sean. I like why Nicole Adi up front. She's going to be a 3K, 5K threat. Karina Villahone's probably going to be on a DMR and maybe in the mile as well. Carly Thomas, 800 threat. Washington maybe puts together a DMR as well. Rachel MacArthur, I don't know if she'll make it individually, but we're talking probably Colorado DMR. Devin Clark could be 3K, 5K, could be an Arkansas DMR. Dorcas Wasiki is a complete dark horse, and I don't know, but I like Sean's team. Yeah, I, I just told you I was going to pick either him or Logan or Moore at this point. Um what turned me off from Sean's team with Winey Kaladi, I just think she's a one-dimensional runner in indoor, unfortunately. Um, MacArthur is tough for me to believe in. The same with uh, Wasiki. Oh, man, I feel like you're going to beat me on this one. we got some real buyer's remorse already. I'm banking on a lot of DMR points, so we'll see how those all play out. Because if none of them run DMRs, it pretty much puts me in the gutter. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so jumping over to the men's side, I will give my pick first since I made you know, let you go first. <laughs> um, yeah, first round, I think Joe Klecker is best pick of the first round. Klecker, second and third last year in the 3K5K. He's going to be back again this year. I could see him winning one of the events, maybe both. He's got the potential for sure. So, and he's a Minnesota guy. I love Joe Collector. He's gonna pull through and get me the win here. Um, I am gonna go with Walid Suleiman, partly because I'm a big fan of Walid Suleiman, but I also because I think he's got a strong shot in the mile and then potentially even the three k. Um, I think he can stick around long enough to end a championship season. So I think he'll be he'll have a kick. He'll be in that last 200, 400 meter kind of race. Yeah, Walid Suleiman, 
I think he kind of gets overlooked heading into indoors because, you know, he's not like a standout cross-country guy. He's very good, but he's not quite in that upper echelon of guys. So definitely going to be a difference maker on the indoor track and very solid pick by Connor in the first round. Uh, moving into the second round, I'd love to take him on Kemboy because I think he's a very consistent and smart pick, but because we don't know if he's red shooting or not, I would have to avoid him. I'd probably take, oh man, um, I guess Thomas Ratcliffe. I say that trying not to regret it as I say it. He's so good, but also so volatile. It scares me. But he got third outdoors last year in the 5K against Morgan McDonald and Grant Fisher. So I just... I think he does well in at least the 3K or the 5K. Uh, man, I want to pick best of the God, but I'm going to follow you with Thomas Ratcliffe. Uh, it's hard to argue the third place finish last year. I think he's going to be really good during indoor this year and outdoor this year as well. Um, I, I already said that I think he's going to be a top three runner in the 3K and the 5K, so I'm going to go with Ratcliffe as well. Yeah, I I almost went Festus the God. I don't think he's that great in the 800 but because of his dmr potential he's got so much upswing um third round i like cam griffith honestly i know he didn't get drafted until a little bit later in the third round but i think cam griffith's coming off a great unattached season for arkansas he could run anything from the mile to the 5k i don't bank on him winning an event but i think he'll be good and he'll get some points uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Cam Griffith as well. I liked him in multiple fantasy drafts when I did it, uh, I think, last year. Uh, I think he's the best pick, the most range out of these guys that are here. Um, Bosley's too young. Jordan, I'm still a little bit concerned with. Uh, Viatch is a 10K guy. Same with Tyler Day. I think same with Sufer. And then Carlos Villarreal, I think, is just too boomer bust at this point for me to believe in him. Yeah. That was really what got me with Villarreal. And it pains me a little bit knowing I can't go back and get him, but you got to pass up on some guys. I also think we're going to have very similar drafts, but just based on our commentary earlier, fourth round, taking Jay Davis, not going to pass him up. I think you're going to also take him. Oh, I want to take him, but um, I'll go Luis Grijalva. Uh I think he's slightly underrated, which is weird to say about an NAU runner. Um, I think he'll be a good 3K, 5K guy this year. As much as I like Jonathan Davis, um, I'll go. I'll go Grahalva. I think he's going to be in good shape heading into indoor season this year. Yeah, Grahalva is going to be good. I, I guess I just I'm not confident he'll make either the 3K or the 5K. I, wow. Okay. Maybe he gets a big altitude conversion and makes it in the 5K. But historically, you know, NAU isn't quite as big of a threat on the track so especially indoors but you never know i might end up eating those words so uh we'll go rapid fire for the last two since you know been on this podcast for quite a while fifth sixth round i like the eric hamer pick and i really like the uh nick wareham pick so those would be my five and six rounds how about you did you take hamer is that what yeah, i heard I took hamer you can also take Hammer. Reminder, we're not, it's not exclusive here. Dang. I'm going to go with. Oh, 
I can't do it. I was going to go with Casey Klinger, but I don't believe anything about him being healthy slash back. So I'm going to go with Hamer slash Hammer. I don't know how you say his last name. I've heard multiple ways of saying it. Love the CSU guy. And then I'm going to go with Rashawn Rooms as well in the sixth round. I think Rashawn Rooms is just too good of a uh, talent in terms of being on the DMR team and potentially winning the 800 this year. Very solid picks. So recap quick. I took Joe Clucker, Ratcliffe, Cam Griffith, John Davis, Eric Hamer, Nick Wareham, John Tuckwilead, Suleiman, Thomas Ratcliffe, Cam Griffith, Luis Gravalha, Eric Hamer, and Rashawn Rooms. If I had to pick someone to win the entire draft, oh man. Normally I would say Michael, because he's just got a really loaded field up front, but I probably take Mara. She's got Joe Klecker, Isaiah Jewett, Peter Super, George Kush, Eric Hamer, Daniel Carney. The only one of those I'm not sold on would be Daniel Carney, but I think everybody else has got good potential to make NCAAs and at least be competitive. So I like Mara's team. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Logan uh, off the top of my head. Just, yeah, immediately. Uh, Yared Nagoose, Alex Osberg, Cameron Griffith, Reed Brown, Michael Rhodes, and Rashawn Rooms. Uh, I think Rhodes and Rooms both make the final of the 800. I think Reed Brown also makes the mile final. Cam Griffith you'll see in the 3K at least. Osberg probably in the 3K as well. And then Nagoose you'll probably see on the DMR team once again and then in the mile. And so I think all that amounts up to enough points to take home the victory. Uh, yeah, Logan's got a very solid team. Nagus could be on a DMR too. I'm not sure. He's done it in the past. It was last year. I just don't know if they'll have enough. I mean, Dylan Jacobs probably. Um, I don't know any Notre Dame runners immediately off the top of my head for this, obviously. But I just think Logan's they got a good team. They probably have enough depth to get there. It's a question of if they want to put Nagus on it and sacrifice any kind of energy he could put towards the mile. But all right. So wrapping up those drafts, we got all of that sorted out. Coming back to the beer, John, if you had to give it out of 10, where does this beer sit to you? Yeah. So I said it was a run of the mill and I'm going to keep it right around there. I'm going to go with like a 5.4 out of 10. Respectable. Solid. Not great. Um, For me, I'd, be very similar. I'd probably give like a 5.8. It was decent. Nothing spectacular by any means. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just didn't overwhelm me. Didn't amaze me. Uh, good beer. I drink it again. Don't know if I'd buy it at a bar like we've talked about, but um, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad that we bought it and reviewed it. So I think it's 5.4 is about right where I think it should be. Yeah. I mean, now that I've got another four of them sitting in my fridge, I'll probably let other people drink them before I personally opt to, but decent beer, not complaining about it by any means, just I've definitely had better before, so. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah, no. All right, we have uh, kept you around for long enough. Um it's a little bit of a longer podcast today, large part due to the live reactions of the drafts that we had. We would love to hear from you guys on who you think would win this draft. It'll be published here um, probably by the time you're listening to this podcast, honestly. 
um, at least the women's side. Um, we would love to hear you guys chime in, tell us who you think is going to have the best team, who's had the best picks of each round. It'd be great for you guys to play along here. Uh, we won't know, obviously, until late March uh, in terms of how these teams did, which will also come with the publication. But um, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, Sam, I hope you had a great three-week hiatus, but I hope you're also very excited to get back into these things. Next week, I think we're going to come back with some prop bets as me to start to get uh, going. You know, Houston, uh, I think Houston Half and Houston Marathon are coming up, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. And obviously, times are going to be flying out the window uh, we're going to see some really quick times this year. Uh, we've talked about it already before break, and I think we're going to finally see those things come to fruition. Uh, Sam, is there anything you want to add uh, to our listeners? Um, I would call them viewers, but there's nothing really for them to view at this point. I mean, looking ahead, not this weekend, but the weekend after that, we've got the U- first meetup at UW, so we'll definitely be talking that on next week's podcast. Uh, we'll have Milrose eventually coming up, you know, JDL, Camel City, Fast Track type stuff on the docket, Iowa State meets, all that kind of stuff's going to be coming up in the following weeks. We're going to talk Milrose, which will be super exciting. We'll also try to talk some marathon stuff, so we'll have Houston, Houston half and full. We'll have probably a decent portion of one of the episodes designated to the Olympic trials for the marathon, so that's coming up in February. So much stuff to talk. We're going to love to hear anything and everything from you guys. So if you got beers you want us to review, you got prop bets or just really weird hypotheticals you want us to talk about, let us know and we'll do our best to get to them. So let us know what you want to hear. That's why we're here. And I'm super excited to be back doing this again. Send questions. We'll put it out on Instagram, put it out on Twitter, let you guys know what we're trying to talk about. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Prop bets are always great, no matter how weird or silly they are. Uh, You guys make this thing run. I know we're only four or five episodes in, but uh, we wouldn't do this if we didn't have a following. So once again, thank you guys. I'm John Cusick. Um, I'm signing off as well as Sam Ivanecki. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Happy New Year. I hope you guys had happy holidays. Uh, We'll be back next week. 